Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning. Good to see you all. Welcome. Uh, Thanks, worship team, for leading us. Great job leading us to the presence of the Lord this morning. Uh, my name's Cody. I'm one of the associate pastors here at OCC, and, and typically this is my role. Typically I, I do guitar and sing, and um, so this is a change for me. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to speak this morning and to launch uh, this two-week message series on comparison. And today we're going to be looking at um, how this, this issue is, is so, just so common amongst human beings and how it really does bring us into this place of empty uncertainty. And so we're going to be digging into the scripture, really kind of looking back at how deep this issue goes. But before we get into it, I wanted to, to kind of have some fun related to this idea of comparison and get your guys' uh, answers to a couple of questions. First, did you see that we had two different types of donuts this morning? <laughs> how many of you chose this one? Okay, man, there's just not as many Krispy Kreme lovers around here. Okay, who wants the local? Who likes the local donut? Um, that's, these are not the donuts you ate. I realize that this photo doesn't do, like, the local donut justice. It looks like they've been sitting for a while. Those aren't the ones you had. Um, for those of you who are Krispy Kreme lovers, I did want to let you in on a little secret, if you don't know already, that when you're in Ontario, if you're by the Krispy Kreme place, if you see the light, you guys know about the light on their building? If you go in when that light is on, that means there's fresh Krispy Kreme donuts on the conveyor belt, and you can get one for free. So if you're just out there and you need a snack, you see that light on, it's a place to be. Um, and, and so it's fun to, to think about comparison in this sense. And in reality, we actually do this with about everything we consume, right? We want to know, because, I mean, how else would we know, like, what donut is going to be the best donut for this morning? Which is going to satiate my donut need on Sunday mornings? And you may, you may wrestle and go between these two every message series launch here at OCC. Um, just so you know, you're not alone. Uh, it's, donuts are good. So depending on whatever you like. But, so a, a couple other questions related to comparison of, of products. How many of you used this website, Consumer Reports, or anything of the, of the like when you, before you purchase a car or a mattress, any large purchase? You want to know, okay, what is going to be the very best option for what I'm looking for. Or how, how many of you have used this before? YouTube review videos? A few of you. That's, I, that's where I go. I'm always, I'll just want to see like, okay, the comparison of two items, you know, very similar. I just want to know what people say. What's this guy think about that? Why is it, you know, good for him? Or how about this one? This is probably the most common. Amazon. We're looking for those stars, looking for the gold stars. Um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like iPhone, USB, Charger cables out there. We want to know which one's like the best. What's going to withstand the pressures of life? And is at least six feet long. Um, won't just totally break when my five-year-old gets a hold of it. Um, so we, we do this about with everything we consume. We, we compare. We contrast. We want to know what's going to be the best. What's the right fit for us? How about how many, how many of you have compared yourself to someone else? Everybody better lift your hand up. We all do this. We all compare ourselves to other people. And this is the issue we're going to be digging into today. We're going to look, look at the scripture and what it has to say about this area of comparison. Um, really the issue and the, the difference between the comparison of two products and the comparing between individuals is we're stuck with ourselves, right? 
can't choose to have somebody else's wiring, somebody else's gifting, somebody else's personality. We don't, we don't have that option. We're stuck with ourselves. And so, again, very early on, we'll get into this idea of this emptiness and uncertainty that um, comparison really brings. It's, it's such a common denominator amongst us. And what I wish I could do, what I wish I could say to myself is stop it. What I wish I could tell you guys is just stop. And then you guys can go have lunch. Second service is over. Go enjoy your lunch. But that's, it's just, it's not enough. There's, there's so much of a deeper issue here than we typically will give credit to, that we typically look into when we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And the reason that this is such a common issue is because I and we, us, we have, we have a heart problem. Our hearts are broken. They are messed up. And this is just one of the things that flows out of it. And it's so easy to get confused about who we are, whether or not we measure up or have value or, you know, are as capable as whomever we're comparing ourselves to. And nowadays, especially, comparison is, this, is just so amplified. And can you guys guess why? Social media, heard a few. It's not your phone, unless you're like are really concerned about who has what phone. Um, but it's the apps. It's the apps that you have. It's the social media apps. And this isn't a message where I'm going to, you know, I'm, I, the, social media isn't evil. I'm, this is not a message about the evils of social media, but really about comparison. Um, and again, it does amplify it in our day. And the reason why is because it's never been easier to engage with people, right? People's lives. Never been easier. There's just such an immediacy that we can engage with people's experiences, um, their abilities, their thoughts, their marriage and parenting techniques, maybe their philosophies on life, their strategies of how they approach life. But it's really not, it's not them, right? It's not like the physical them. It's this one-dimensional and what seems to be the best version of them always on social media. And, and with this ever-increasing and nearly worldwide use of social media, what we find, and what I'm sure many of us have experienced, is underneath that, growing quietly like a weed is comparison. We're looking at one another. We're, I love this image because I think it depicts the angst and just the uncertainty and the emptiness of comparison. We're looking to the left. We're looking, you know, we're just trying to figure out what, what are these people doing up. It's never been easier to keep up with the Joneses, right? Never been easier to see what they're doing. And I realize that this isn't an issue for everybody. If you're like, what's social media? Or like, I don't have Instagram. Good for you. And honestly, you're probably better off if you don't use those things. Um, and even maybe for the men, like social media is just like not even on the radar. Maybe you're like, I, I don't do that, you know. And that's fine. It's, it, isn't, it isn't an issue for everybody, but um, the issue of comparison remains the same. We all do this. Man, woman, child. Maybe not children as much. But um, but I wanted to do real quick is just give you kind of a, a quick background of how deep this issue really goes. And I'm going to start in Genesis. So take a look at Genesis chapter 3. The serpent is saying to Eve, You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat of it, 
the tree, uh, you know, the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So we can see really what, what Satan was trying to do there is he was trying to get Eve to do this looking around thing. You know, you see the eyes. She's starting to look around at her, her status, her situation, her place in the world. And she began to ask herself the question, why shouldn't I be like God? He's good. Why, didn't, why wouldn't he want me to, to know the things that he knows and, and understand or have the vantage point that he has? Um, Eve believed this lie. And the lie was, and actually to this day, is the same lie that the enemy uses with us. And it's God is ripping you off. He can't be trusted. This is the lie that Eve believed. So I'd like to invite you to uh, listen along and follow along in your listening guide this morning. Each of you have one in your program. The passage that we're going to be digging into specifically is in the New Testament. And this is where uh, the Apostle Paul is actually writing to the Corinthian church in response to a letter that he received. And we, there is some correspondence that we don't have record of. But Paul even quotes, you know, he quotes some of the things that were said in the letter that was previous sent to him. Um, and just to give you a little bit of context and background, um, the Apostle Paul is writing to this group whom he had a lot of spiritual influence with. He was, he was kind of like our Pastor Josh. He was the founding pastor of the church in Corinth and um, was probably heavily involved in, in raising up and training leaders. He had sacrificed to make sure that the church had gotten off the ground and was effective. And what we find in, the, in this letter is that he's responding to kind of this complaining and grumbling that began to go on amongst the Corinthians and especially amongst some other teachers and leaders in the church. What we find is, is Paul just responds to these, um, really these questions about uh, his, his writing type. You know, they say, oh, his, his letters are so bold and boastful. But when he's with us, he's kind of meek. And his speech doesn't really amount to anything. And when I read that, my initial reaction is like when you're in a movie and you kind of know what's going to happen, you're just like, don't, don't do that. Don't say that. You know, like, don't, don't talk about Paul that way. We know that Paul is just, he's, a, he's one of the, you know, highest level leaders in the church. And so, um, so he's responding to this group. And in response, what he says is, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase, I invite you to read uh, 2 Corinthians 10, the whole chapter. We're going to be looking at some verses specifically related to these men who are comparing themselves. But what he says basically is, you, you guys are only looking on the surface of things. When you do this, these things that I'm, I'm reading in the letters you're sending to me, it, it just sounds like you're, you're only looking on the surface of things. He says, I, I've been given the authority to minister to you all in Corinth and to lead in the way that I do. And this is it's authority that was given to me. I don't boast. I don't, I don't go outside of the bounds with which God has given me authority. And actually, he's done a lot of good. He brought the gospel to the church in Corinth. And so he's basically just saying, hey, the things that I write in my letters... Whether I look the part or not, when I show up, I'm going to be those things as well. See, he's saying, don't look on the surface of things. And then we're looking at, we're looking at this verse specifically. He addresses the men who are getting into comparison. He says in 2 Corinthians 10:12, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. I'm going to read that one more time because it is kind of a mouthful. 
Paul says we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And so just to bring some clarity, he's not talking about like a guy looking in the mirror and he's comparing himself with himself. You know, like basically there's a group of men who are teaching and leading and, and sharing the gospel in Corinth, and they're beginning to kind of compare themselves with each other in this group, and to Paul in the way that he approaches his ministry, and in the way that he approaches his ministry both in writings and then when he's present. Um, and it's just starting to twist people up. So Paul's addressing this. And, when, so, and then he says, when they measure themselves, um, actually, first I'm going to say this. Listen, we're going to break this passage down just a little bit. So what he does, what Paul does, is he uses these three C words, which I actually think are super helpful as we address this issue of comparison. It kind of helps us see the flow of how this goes in our own heart and our own thinking. First, he says, we do not dare to classify. And classify means we, we begin to categorize people, right? We classify people in little categories, and then we can decide, do I identify with this group or do I identify with this group? Or, oh, they're, they're a part of this group. We classify people. He says, we do not dare compare ourselves um, with some who commend themselves. So when we compare, this is where we decide, where do we land in value in relation to the person whom we're comparing to? Are we above them in value? Are we below them in value? And then he says, especially with those who commend themselves. And basically, this is This is pride. When we, get, when we classify, when we compare, then we either, we either commend or we do what? We condemn, right? We either commend ourselves or we condemn ourselves. And these are both twisted versions of pride. We either puff ourselves up to those whom we're comparing to and say, like, man, I've got, I've got it. I'm a little, bit, a little bit above them. Or we beat ourselves up and we put ourselves below in pride. And the reason is this. Um, this is the first point in your listening guide. Comparison leads to confusion. This is why Paul is saying, don't do this. This is why he uses the strong language of, we don't dare to do this. This is like the stop it, you know, that I wish we could just say and we'd be done. But no, like he says, you have to avoid this because this really does lead to confusion. Look at the next verse. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Paul says when they do this, they are not wise. And that that phrase in the original language, the word wise actually translates to understanding. So what Paul is saying is when you compare yourself, when they compare themselves with themselves, they are without understanding. They are confused. They do not have the correct perspective of themselves. They don't have the correct perspective of the person whom they're comparing to. And then most importantly, they don't have the right means of measurement. When we compare ourselves, when we measure ourselves against other people, we'll always be tempted to either put ourselves above, we puff ourselves up, or we put ourselves below, we beat ourselves up in pride. But when we're using the correct form of measurement, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, who measures up? We don't, we, no one does. No one measures up to God. And so Paul is saying, don't do this. It's not wise. 
Comparison breeds this type of confusion, and it leaves us either feeling better or worse about ourselves and who we are and our value in relation to one another. We get on this comparison roller coaster. We get pulled up and down depending on who we're comparing to. And this becomes hopeless over time. Because what happens is if we, if we actually like make this a part of our normal life, our well-being becomes tied to what we think other people think of us or how we you know, measure up to them. And so, again, it's just dangerous, dangerous ground. It's a real problem. And, again, common, and even for me, like as a staff member at OCC, I'm, I'm so grateful to work on the staff, and I work with some of the most committed and capable and gifted people that I know. Maybe sometimes a little too gifted. Maybe a little too committed for my taste. <laughs> and I can get into comparison. I begin to see how I measure up with the group as, you know, a, a gift in a certain area is really needed during a season of church life, and maybe mine isn't as needed. It's just so easy to get twisted up. So easy. And I'm sure you guys all deal with this. And when I do this, like Eve, basically what I'm saying is, deep down in my heart, I'm saying, God, I think you missed something here. I think you're ripping me off. Again, dangerous, dangerous territory. I have to tell myself, just like Paul says, I say, self, don't you dare. Don't you dare classify yourself. Self, don't you dare get into comparison. And then don't you commend yourself or condemn yourself based upon that. I have to tell myself these things. And this is the second point in your listening guide. Comparison pulls us towards self-commendation or boasting. In the Cambridge Dictionary, commend just is to formally praise or mention with approval someone or something. And again, Paul is addressing this group of men who have begun to do this about themselves. They're just kind of like puffing themselves up. They're talking about the future, you know, like, man, we've got opportunities here. And uh, whether it be outwardly that they're doing this or inwardly, they're just kind of thinking and putting themselves on a, on a you know, a higher plane. Um, and comparison causes us to, to do this. It causes us to try and prove our own worth. And in its basic form, it leads to that. It leads to this self-commendation. And this is, again, we know this with social media, right? We try and present the best version of ourselves to the world because of comparison. And though it, help, though it may help us feel better for a little bit, it doesn't last. And it's, again, because we're using the wrong means of measurement. If we used the correct means of measurement, God, our Lord Jesus Christ, we could finally get some clarity on ourselves, Finally get some clarity on the people who we typically compare ourselves to. Finally get some clarity on who God is and who he says we are. Everything good that I have in life, everything good that we have in life, is gravy. That's the clarity we should receive when we actually allow the spotlight to be on God. When we use the measurement, that's correct. Everything that we have that's of any value in life is gravy. Because what we truly deserve is death and eternal separation from God. But he has been so kind to us. He's been so faithful. Look at Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in his son, 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have absolutely nothing to boast in except for this great gift, this kind gift from God and his son, Jesus Christ. When we boast in response to comparison, we often think this will solve our sense of inferiority. Someone has something I want, therefore I want to respond so others and I know that I've got value too, that I can do stuff, you know, I'm capable. And it's not limited to social media, but again, this does provide us with thousands of examples a day of things we could compare to and many platforms and ways to boast in response. You may be asking yourself, though, okay, is this really, is it really that big of an issue? Is this a problem? And, and I would say from Paul's response to this, yes. He uses some pretty strong language that we do not dare get into this. And really, it's because boasting is, is kind of like a drug. It gives us that feeling that we're worthwhile, but it's a high that doesn't last. Because in all actuality, that desire is an appetite that cannot be satiated because of the heart problem that we talked about earlier. And at that heart level, the reason we compare is because we want to be in the spotlight. We all want to be in the spotlight. That fuel that keeps the comparison fire raging is the need for us to feel value. Yet our value doesn't come from looking to someone or ourselves even. On the other hand, when the light is on, when the light is on us, we typically like see our flaws and we start to get a little nervous and we're like, oh, I've got to put on appearances, like I've got it all together, I've got it figured out. But when the light's on someone else, we feel ripped off. We're discouraged. And again, we're just, it's this roller coaster that we're on. Our value and worth comes when the spotlight is on God himself. Our value and worth comes when the spotlight is on God himself. When we boast in who God is, we're, we're really kept safe. It's because God is the only one who is worthy of praise. He is who he says all the time. He doesn't, he's not on that roller coaster with us. He's fully trustworthy, fully honorable, and his motives are pure all the time. So when we compare to God, again, we never measure up. But when we boast in God's goodness, the spotlight is in the right place. And so here's the solution to comparison. Magnifying God is the path to freedom from comparison. Magnifying God is the path to freedom from comparison. Paul gives a little bit even further help in this passage in 2 Corinthians 10. Towards the end, he says, in uh, verses 17 and 18, says, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. And Paul is actually referencing a passage from the Old Testament that's packed with a ton of helpful perspective related to boasting in God alone. And it's this one, Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, says, This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast in the Lord. And let him boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness 
justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. When we magnify God, we can understand God and know him. Our emptiness can be filled with a knowledge and a real understanding. Again, referencing what Paul says for those who begin to compare themselves as they are without understanding. As we magnify God, as we put the spotlight on him, our, our true selves, who we are meant to be in the eyes of the Lord, becomes clear. We see, we see people from God's angle. We see ourselves from God's angle. And this knowledge allows us to understand and we get to know God's kindness, as Jeremiah says. His justice and his righteousness that's displayed on the earth. God gives us the security because we can know he'll do right based on his vantage point. I don't need to compare myself to see how I stack up. Look at this point on your listening guide. Instead of comparison, we need to do this. We need to seek the Lord's approval above all. Instead of getting on this roller coaster of classifying, comparing, and then commending or condemning, back on the roller coaster of classifying, com- you know, comparing, commending, or condemning, we seek the Lord's approval above all. And then I want to reference again, uh, chapter 10, 18, 2 Corinthians, it says, For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Paul mentions that we don't need to commend ourselves, but allow God to commend us. When we seek God's approval, we find that his grace is actually the basis for our well-being. It's not our physical appearance. It's not what we see or do or say on social media or, or how we stack up to anyone. So how do we do this? How do we go about seeking the Lord's approval? Here's a few points to consider. First, we spend time with God. We spend time with him. Like the passage in Jeremiah says, God wants us to know him. When we know God and we regularly spend time with him, we can be filled with grace and the worth that only comes from him. So I encourage you, spend time in the scripture, getting to know who God is. Pray and praise God for who he is and what he's done in your life. For me personally, it's when I actually reflect on what God has actually done in my life. As I consider even that Romans 6.23 passage that, and this is a a phrase that I'm coining for this message, if it ain't the grave, it's gravy. If it ain't the grave, it's gravy. So I really, that turns my heart to praise and worship because I I was pulled out of a lot of stuff. My life was heading in in a pretty sad direction when Christ got a hold of me. And he was so kind. So turn to pray and praise God for who, he's, who he is and what he's done. Another way we can seek the Lord, Lord's approval is this. Redirect my thoughts to what is true. The confusion and emptiness that comes with comparison can lessen as we actually apply what we learn about God, as we get to know him in the scriptures, as we're praying, as we're praising him. And we'll have the opportunity and the ability to identify those thoughts and address them as they come. Earlier in 2 Corinthians 10, Paul says this in in verse 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We actually have the power to do this. We have the power to take our thoughts captive. With my five-year-old son, what I do is I tell him, dude, you need to arrest that thought. 
Say, hands behind your back. And you, you arrest that thought. You take it captive. You do not have to be a slave to that thought or that feeling. You can actually engage with God and his power and really get help. And, and maybe you just need to say, self, don't dare. Don't you dare do that. That's helpful for me, is I just say, don't do it. Another practical step is to see people from God's perspective. Another byproduct of spending time with God in the scriptures and in prayer is that we, we begin to see people how, God's, how God does. He loves, he cares, and has compassion towards those whom he created. And who are we, who am I to compete or compare myself to them? It's empty. And it leaves me confused without understanding. Instead, what we could do is, is we could ask ourselves these questions. When the thought to compare comes, maybe you could ask yourself, how does God see them? And as we're getting to know God in the scriptures, we have a little bit more clarity on this. We could say they probably, he probably sees them the same way he sees me. And how would I want How would I want to respond? How do I want to be a help and minister and be a blessing to that person? How does God see them? What are they going through? Nobody is, in actuality, this one-dimensional best version of themselves that we see on Instagram or wherever. We all have got issues. And so think about ways that you can pray and be a help to them. And the third one was, how can I pray for them? This disarms the need to compete and compare. And again, it sees things from God's vantage point. This is a, it's a really, it's a whole different way of living to do this. But what a difference this could make if we were to magnify God and seeking, instead of seeking approval from others, we were to magnify God above all. We were to seek the Lord's approval above all. Imagine what our lives could look like if we, we're able to fully embrace our specific wiring and gifting, personality. We, we'd be able to think the best of the people who are close to us instead of, like, thinking the worst of them. Instead of classifying, comparing ourselves, and then commending ourselves or condemning ourselves based upon that. We could put the spotlight on God and his kindness, justice, and righteousness. We know from Scripture that this is what the Lord delights in. So I, I encourage you all, as you go about your week this week, I wanted to give you a few next steps as the worship team comes up. Um, consider this. Identify where I'm most prone to compare. Where does that pop up? It could be on social media. It could be just amongst friends. It could be amongst family. It could be on your, in your workplace. Maybe it's, it's stuff, you know, that is what you compare yourself to. Try to identify where that comes from. Secondly, seek God's approval by blank. So use one of those, those three options this week as a tool to get, get to know God better. Try to see things from his vantage point. And then this may be hard for some of you, but stay off of social media for a day and see what that does. That might be a help. So again, some of you just be like, that means nothing, which is great. Good for you guys. But consider just being off of social media for a day this week and see what that does for your, on your perspective and the way that you're viewing yourself in relation to what you're seeing on there. 
So I hope this is a real help to you, and I'm excited for next week. Pastor Josh is going to wrap up this series as we look at how this really affects our relationship. He's going to look specifically at how comparison just it damages relationships. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to continue with our service. God, we thank you for your word. And, Lord, uh, it, just, it has the answer to every issue we face in life. We really can trust you, God. You are trustworthy. You are faithful. And we know, Lord, that you have a plan that is good for us, and you will not rip us off. So would you help us this week, God, as we try to identify these areas where we typically get into comparison, and would we just not dare do that and not, not try to ask the question, am I being ripped off here? We know that's not true. Would you help us to redirect those thoughts as they come, God, to do battle with those things and really engage with you and get your help? Pray for each one here, God. Would you just speak uh, very clearly and specifically, Lord, and then help as we uh, try to just wrestle with these things throughout the week and and beyond. But uh, we thank you for the time today. Would you be honored as we continue to worship you this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.